Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's podcast, we discuss the topic of Build the Bridge, a challenge that has begun here in Northeast Ohio, one that I'm, I'm proud to see a lot of our coaches jumping on board and getting involved in this. And joining me today are the two coaches who started this challenge, started this movement, Kahari Hicks and Max Stevens, both coaches at Cleveland Heights High School. Max Stevens, the head coach, and Kahari Hicks is the assistant. And guys, first of all, great job. And secondly, thanks for taking the time to join me here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We appreciate it. Well, Coach Hicks, I first saw this on your social media, on your Twitter. And the coaches out there, you can follow him at Kahari underscore Hicks. That's K-A-H-A-R-I underscore Hicks. Coach, I saw this Build the Bridge graphic and it got interested in it right away. It grabbed my attention and it led me to some other things, an article that was written. It led me to your video and you know, I was really impressed by what you guys have done here to to start this movement. How did this all come about for you and, and Coach Stevens? Well, you know, with Mac and I both being minorities and just paying attention to a lot of the issues that are going on in society, you know, we felt like some, something had to be done to address the high tensions right now. And for me, I'm a double minority. I'm a lot. Of, some people know, some people don't. I'm Muslim. And so, you know, I get discriminated against both ways. You know, my daughters, they wear the uh, the headscarf called the hijab. And they, um, my, my youngest plays basketball with a hijab on. And I've seen people look at her and say things to her while she's playing. You know, when 9-11 occurred, you know, I had to take my wife off of campus for a couple of days because they had beat up some Muslim women on campus. And so, you know, for me, I'm a double minority. And But Mac and I had both just looked at things that happened with football. And with Mac being an ex-NFL player, Mac can speak to this, but, you know, Mac has played, you know, at the highest level of the NFL. He played University of Minnesota and Firestone High School. So through his whole life, he had a diverse locker room. And, you know, I, I only got a chance to play college football. I played at Mercyhurst College. And so the two of us have both seen the diversity that occurs in the locker room and how it can be a unifying force and bring people together that don't look alike. And we felt like, why not a better way to try and bridge this gap 
than by doing this challenge. And the game of football, I believe, is the greatest game on earth. And when you get inside a locker room, everybody has to come together for a common goal, and that's to win and to uplift. And so we put this challenge out thinking that, you know, with football, people are going to want to get involved and just try and, you know, build the bridge because there are a lot of people who are trying to detonate the bridge. And so, you know, I reached out to Tom DeLuca, and he was all on board. Um, I reached out to Tiger Laverde at Kirtland. Mac reached out to Sean Dodd at Dodd at North, and they were all on board because I think, you know, we all recognize that right now is the time, and it's the youth that are going to make changes. And if, you know, this can't wait, you know, because we have to build this bridge or, you know, we're going to destroy ourselves. Because, Stevens, when Coach Hicks kind of presented this idea or, you know, I don't know how it happened. Maybe you guys were sitting around discussing it. What were your initial thoughts and, and how did you see being able to move this forward with coaches in the area? Well, you know, it was interesting because myself and Coach Hicks, we, we talk every day. And, and, you know, a lot of times uh, many of our conversations don't even center around football, but it's just about everyday events. And, and you know, a lot of times some of these things that we talk about are things that affect the players that we coach at Cleveland Heights. So when some of the social uprush that we've seen recently started occurring, you know, Coach Hicks and I started just, you know, talking and, and, you know, in past years, we've gotten together with some teams that, you know, whether they come from the West side or they may have been predominantly white teams, we've gotten together and it's always been a positive thing. So one day just talking, we said, why don't we take it a step further and and Coach Hicks came up with the idea of getting more teams involved, and and now roughly 50 teams later, here we are. It's been a very impressive thing over the last week or so to just see, you know, so many teams from various regions in Northeast Ohio come together and say, you know, we want to be a part of this and and hopefully affect change in a positive way. Coach Hicks. The challenge now, as Coach mentioned, is up to 50. I know on your Twitter, I saw on Monday it was at 30, so you guys picked up 20 schools in the area this week. But before we get into you know some of those, the, the way coaches have come on board, maybe some of the ideas that have come about from other coaches, talk to us about the Build the Bridge Challenge and exactly what it is and how you've, you've set this up for other coaches to get involved. So basically the format is very simple. You know, we want the team to get together first and foremost and have a discussion about race, about what can we do to bring people together and not tear them apart and make these kids understand that they don't have a lot of differences. And so, you know, the teams are going to get together. They're going to have a discussion on race. They're going to have a, some type of football related activity. Obviously this will be in phase three of COVID when the restrictions have been lifted. Um, they'll do either a seven-on-seven, seven, a joint practice, a lift, or some type of activity together to get these kids just interacting and working. And at the very end, they're going to eat together. You know, if you look at Maslow's pyramid, at the base of the pyramid is food. And there's, not, there's nothing else to me that brings people together more than food. Like at Cleveland Heights, we have a lineman dinner, and we only bring the lineman in. And they eat at, they eat at my father's house. They just talk. And, the, and they really enjoy themselves. And so I think when you put those three components together, you talk about the issues because they're uncomfortable to talk about, 
but they do exist. You talk about the issues, you get the kids together to play a game together, and then you eat. And then at the end, what we want everybody to do, we want a player from each team to find someone that doesn't look like them and follow them on social media. It's kind of like a digital pen pal. And, and just check up on them because through this, the kids are going to realize, man, we're really the same. We like girls. We like football. We like to listen to music. We like to play video games. And we're overly concerned with how many followers we have on social media. And so, and so you know, if you, you know, then at that point, that's how you build the bridge. Because now hopefully you can create a lifelong connection with somebody. And you just never know. You know that person could be, you know, someone that you, you, know, you become a friend with on social media. That, that relationship could last for 30 years. We don't know. You know, it's a digital age, and, you know, that person could be the best man in your wedding. You know, he could be your dentist. He could be your tax guy or just someone that you go in and you, you hang out with. And that's what we want to do because when these kids get together, they'll recognize, man, we're not that different. We're, 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 we're more the same. And I guess that's the format, and that's what we hope to accomplish. Yeah, I, I love the concept. And, you know, kids today, it's so easy for them to connect and you think back to the times where we were growing up and we didn't have social media, we didn't have these things to connect. And, you know, you do see sports. My son's been a three sport athlete, at least up until his sophomore year. He's going to be a senior now at Avon Lake High School here in the area. And yeah, Coach K is involved. Yeah. Coach uh, K over Avon Lake, they're, they're, they're participating. I'm excited. That, that's awesome. And, and, you know, for him, He's he's always made those connections with kids he's played against for years, and you see him following each other on social media, talking all the time, talking about maybe where they're going to go to college. Baseball's kind of been his big thing, but you know he played some AAU, and you know in football they got around. So so kids have started to connect in that way, but not all of them have that opportunity. You know, especially with football, we're sometimes so limited. It's the sport that doesn't have really, you know, at least in Ohio, doesn't have anything outside of your 10 days in the summer and in the games you play. So it's good to see these, you know, cause we have large rosters in Ohio for the most part that now there's the opportunity for these kids to connect and, and they seem to, to do a lot of this work themselves. I don't think, you know, as, as coaches in the area, I've never felt, and I've, I've coached at a number of, of different schools with a, a number of different demographics. I was at brush high school. I was at Brookside high school, diversely different schools there Cleveland Central Catholic Amherst and you know kids are kids and you know there's not a lot we need to do other than to give them some direction and and maybe get out of the way so I don't imagine that there's there's not necessarily a whole lot that's going to take bringing these guys together I think they want to do it and I think a concept like this allows them to do it but you did mention you know at the beginning having some opportunities to discuss what's going on I'm just wondering if you guys have put together maybe a format for that or talking points or questions to get coaches started in doing this, you know, outside of, of the ones that you're going to be involved in. Yeah, there's a, there's a question bank that we have that we're going to, that's going to be submitted to the coach. It's actually going to get ready to get emailed out probably this evening. And then there's a set of videos that the coaches can choose from. And each coach, is, both coaches are going to agree to the same video. They're going to let their kids watch it. And then they're going to have a discussion about it. I mean, and the videos are they're, they're powerful. They make, they make you think about how we look at race and prejudice and stereotypes. And, you know, the kids are going to discuss it. You know, what do you say when you see injustice? And that's the biggest thing because people are always, always asking me, what can I do? I've had so many people reach out to me. I've had college coaches reach out. 
high school coach, reach out to his good friends through social media saying, what, what can I do to help? I said, the biggest thing you can do is just when you see something wrong, say something. And, and that's the biggest thing. Is that when, and when they watch these videos, they're going to see people who say something and people who don't say something. And, and, and that's the point we're trying to generate with conversation is that you've got to stand up for something when it's not right. And it doesn't matter regardless of the situation. You know, it could be a black-white thing. It could be a religious thing. It could be an immigrant thing. You know, you, when you see something wrong, say something. Yeah, I think too many times today, some of those things have been discouraged because you feel like you're going to offend somebody. We're in this time of everything's got to be done a certain way. But what that's devolved to is that sometimes we don't stand up and say things. And I think this is a huge opportunity for everybody to be a vocal leader, right? We, we, I think we have great leaders by example and, and something uh, coach Tom McDaniels and I talked about on the podcast. And uh, that's one that'll be airing here soon that, you know, we, we do such a good job in our programs yet. It's almost like that kid who, who says, oh, coach, I'm just a leader by example. I don't say much. And, and that's not our opportunity. You know, we have to, with this work we're doing now, even, even with each other, we've got to find a way to extend that to our communities, to build the bridge outside of just our football programs. Coach Stevens, what thoughts do you, do you have on how this can extend beyond what we do now with our football programs, that this is just the beginning? Well, you know, that's a great question. And one of my concerns as we get deeper into this, and uh, myself and Coach Hicks and uh, Coach Krill from Beachwood High School, one of the things we talked about was making sure this is an ongoing challenge that we're, that we're doing here. You know, let's not let this be a summer of 2020 ordeal and, and then we forget about it. Because, you know, one thing about football especially – Football can change lives, and, and I absolutely believe that. I know it's changed my life. I, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and was afforded an opportunity to, to you know, play in the Big Ten and and meet some guys of diverse diverse backgrounds and cultures. And, and you know, it's interesting as as we were as I was listening to Coach Hicks speak a few minutes ago. You know, my my roommate, my first two years of college at the University of Minnesota was a guy by the name of Les O'Hara. He was a quarterback from Lane Tech, one of the largest public schools in the country. Happened to be a white guy that had a Jewish mom and a Catholic dad. And, and you know, six years later, when I got married, he was my best man. And that happened because of a connection in a locker room and being college roommates to this day. We're great friends. I think about some of my high school friends, you know, playing playing football at Firestone High School in Akron, Ohio. And at the time, you know, having a very uh, diverse team. Some of those guys I still talk to, to to this day. So I've developed some lifelong relationships that have impacted my life in, in, in an unbelievable way. And so we're hoping with this build the bridge challenge that it does the same thing not only within the individual teams, but, you know, throughout North, Northeast Ohio and possibly throughout the country uh, where we can truly utilize sports, impact our, our society in, in a great way, allow football to be that leadership component that, that I feel we're, we're, we're missing right now in this country. Football can be that, that, that uh, mechanism that, that provides leadership for, for all of these young men and in some cases young women 
you know, everywhere. And I, I want to jump in real quick because one thing that, you know, that this, and this came from Coach DeLuca and the Olmstead Falls administration, one thing they want to do, they want to take it a step further. They want to do a, a shadow day where kids from Olmstead Falls come to Cleveland Heights, kids from Cleveland Heights come to Olmstead Falls. So they really want to, as you just said, build this bridge just beyond football, but now between communities. And so, you know, and, you know, that, that was Coach DeLuca and their administration's idea. We're going to, you know, hopefully get that together as well because, you know, you know and, and people know this, you know, Cleveland Heights and Olmstead Falls don't look anything alike. But through football, we've made a connection. Kind of like what Mac was saying. I just, you know, when, they, when they brought that idea up, I said, man, that's a great idea. They, they, they were told maybe doing a dance at the end of the year between the two schools. You know, I, I just think it's a, it's a great idea. And it just takes that build the bridge thing, like you were just saying, beyond the football field into the communities. Well, in, in thinking of that, I mean, especially if, if you guys do something that is competitive, like a seven on seven, you know, parents always like to show up for those things. Have you thought about how you could extend this to the parents that attend or, or possibly even make that an open invitation to the parents and be able to, you know, build that bridge, you know, out, outside of the kids, you know, have them all sit together in the stand. Don't sit on the visitor side. I and mean, it's a seven on seven, you know, obviously, obviously as long as we're in phase three and everything's been given the green light, you know, you're, you know, sorry, visitors stands are closed. Come sit over here. And obviously those parents, they're going to talk. They're going to, they're, they're going to connect. Oh, that's your son that caught that pass. Oh, that's your son that, Oh, okay, yeah, you know, so we do this, we do that. And just by nature, they're going to have conversations, you know. And so, you know, I, I think from that standpoint, that's our plan of attack for it is everybody sits on the same side. It's not like it's a varsity football game where at Cleveland Heights we're getting 4,000 people for our games. You know, you just, you know, it's a seven-on-seven it's a seven thing. But I do agree with you. I think there are going to be some people who are curious to see how this plays out. But to say, listen, no one sits over there. Everybody sits on, on one side of the bleachers. And you just, you know, you're, you're going to interact eventually. It's just going to happen. You know, when, you next, when you sit next to someone at a game, I mean, we've all been to games. You're going to talk to the person that you're sitting next to. It's, it's inevitable. That's what I miss about sports here in, in Cleveland. I mean, if you go to Progressive Field, you go to First Energy, you go to the queue. I mean, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, you're all there for the same reason. You know, you, you don't see those kinds of things. People do get together and cheer for the same team and high-five each other. And I, I love that part of it here in, in, in Cleveland, that we do have that kind of connection there. And you're right. And something like this, where we're not worried about stands filling up and home and visitors, man, let's sit together and cheer, each, cheer these kids on. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, I believe it was year before last, we had East Lake North come up to our field. We just had a you know, seven on seven, you know, all three levels. I think freshman JV and varsity all kind of went against each other for a little while. And Coach Dodd, you know, took a few minutes to address my team or the Cleveland Heights team. I took a few minutes to, to address the East Lake North team. But the interesting thing that I found was shortly thereafter, I noticed, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot. That's really the only social media that I uh, utilize. But a lot of the East Lake North parents started following me and, you know, every now and then would uh, message me about, you know, because I do some uh, speed and strength training and they would ask some questions. 
And I was just thinking, you know, that, that all was a result of, you know, coming up to Cleveland Heights, sitting in the stands, watching their, their son go through a seven on seven against Cleveland Heights and, and, you know, them leaving Cleveland Heights with a positive experience. And, you know, one year we, we, we uh, met East Lake North invited us over to John Carroll. They were doing an overnight camp and, you know, we did a seven on seven with them there. And it's the same, same experience, you know, and then some of their players, like, like what coach Hicks alluded to, some of their, some of their players started following some of our players on social media, you know, and they just kind of, you know, track each other's success, you know, as they go through high school. So it's a, it's a pretty interesting dynamic and I'm really excited to see how this will unfold uh, moving forward. And I think I think also too, also too, real quick, Coach. You know, he he trains Coach Dodd's daughter <laughs> at the sports plant. That's just a, another relationship. You know, he 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 does, he does some strength and agility training for. Yeah, you did mention you know the younger programs getting together. Uh, you know, when you you guys got together with East Lake North, is that something you're encouraging? Is that you do bring your freshmen along and? You know, how how big are you, I guess, looking to make these as far as the number of kids participating? I think with the bigger schools, we're probably going to try and stick 10 through 12. Because, you know, some schools, they bring, if they bring 9, 10, 11, 12, they'll have, you know, close to 130 kids. Now, some of the smaller schools that we've paired up, you know, they'll, they'll, go, they'll go 9 through 12. You know, I just think because there's so many kids, and we just want to try and, and you know, and we, we, we've got some very – generous sponsorships right now and so we're just trying to make it cost effective for them as well so we're you know for the for the bigger programs we're probably just sticking with 10 through 12 just because there's there'll be so many kids it'd be hard to give all those kids a quality experience if we bring a hundred and some kids and you know i would feel bad if a kid got kind of left out coach stevens as again you've you've looked at how this might expand i'm sure there's some local businesses, there's organizations who have seen this and wanted to get involved, maybe provide food for the meal or, you know, hydration products or whatever it might be. Has that been something you guys have, have seen happening as you've started to get this out there? Yes. As this movement has picked up steam on social media and we've had, you know, a couple of articles appear online, you know, there've been some businesses and companies that have reached out to us and we're in some preliminary talks and you know some of the things that we're hoping to do is provide t-shirts to all of the players that are are participating in this as coach Hicks had mentioned earlier you know we want to provide meals to the kids so that you know once they go through some of these activities they can all just sit down and and talk while they're, you know, eating food and, and fellowshipping with each other. So we're, you know, pretty excited and still open to, you know, talking to potential businesses that would uh, like to participate as sponsors and, and just be supportive of what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I love that. People are getting involved in this, and I, I think that's something we'll continue to see and as this movement grows. Coach Hicks, I know one of the things that grabbed my attention was a really cool logo that you put together for Build the Bridge, and and I'll I'll put that I'll tweet that out here today. Make sure our listeners can see that. First of all, you mentioned you had somebody who developed that for you. How did you guys, I guess, come up with that logo? 
I work with a gentleman by the name of Ryan Delaney. He's a music teacher in Painesville City Local Schools. And, you know, back in 2009, we teamed up to form Halango Studios with another co-worker, which is one of the first middle schools to make a motion picture movie. And we've just addressed issues like, you know, racial stereotyping, substance abuse, domestic violence, bullying, all kinds of things. And, you know, he's very, very good with art. And so he actually, him and another co-worker by the name of Justin Vargo, do some of the artwork for our players when they post commitments and stuff. They post that stuff out there. But I went to Ryan because I knew how much he cared about, you know, racial equality, you know, him being a white man, but having a black roommate in college. You know, he formed that lifelong friendship. And as soon as we got together in Painesville, we formed a relationship. I said, look, this is what we're doing. And he came up with a logo and the logo has, has picked up steam. It's a phenomenal logo and he deserves credit. You know, I mean, if, if I were to draw it, it would probably be the ugly, ugliest logo ever because my, <laughs> my, 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 my art skills stink. He did a great job with it. And, and for coaches out there who want to adopt this, is, is any kind of protocol or I don't know if you guys have T-shirts or anything as far as gear yet for that. Is that something that's in the plans? Yeah, we will. We will have T-shirts. The, the goal is just for is for the kids that are participating to get a T-shirt. Tiger Laverty always talks about a good experience, and that's what we want to create. You know, you know, we're going to actually release the pairings of the schools on the Build the Bridge Twitter page. It's going to be kind of like the NCA bracket reveal, and we're going to start revealing the different schools who are working with each other. You know, either this weekend or on Monday, as we just tie some things together. So we we definitely we're definitely going to have shirts out there the point here is is for people just to understand the message and that's why we've asked people to sponsor the t-shirt so we just give them away that's what we want we want to give this stuff away because we want the message the message is the most important thing i've been a victim of, of, of police harassment i shared my, my story on social media and people were mind blown they just couldn't believe it because they know me they said man that can happen to anybody it happened to you i said exactly and so you know you know, Mac and I have both been victims of discrimination, you know, even as, as African-American coaches, you know, you know, sometimes the stereotype about African-American coaches, they don't know how to coach. We just have athletes. And, you know, and we're just trying to build those bridges. Like we, we, we study the game really, really hard. And so we want these shirts to go out there. We want people to have them. Like, you know, I don't want a kid to have to pay for a t-shirt. Just take the t-shirt because, the, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the message is all that matters. And, and, and that's building the bridge because unfortunately in, in society, we have a lot of people who want to detonate the bridge and we want to build it. Yeah. Well, I, I hope we start to see these uh, t-shirts, this logo around the country. And again, I think that's another opportunity. You mentioned getting sponsors, right? Like I think a lot of people would want to get involved in this and that's probably a, another area where they could get involved. Now you mentioned Ryan Delaney and, and you did say early on that you were going to put some videos together. So I imagine you're working with Ryan on creating those videos that coaches will be able to use. Mm -hmm, absolutely. We'll, we'll have those posted. Coach Creel, the head coach of Beachwood High School, has also been working very, very closely in this project. Um, he deserves a lot of credit, you know, just, you know, through the work he's done. His name should definitely not be left out. There's been a lot of people who have got involved. But we, were, we are going to be putting videos out. To, uh, to, and we told the coaches, take videos of the kids, get testimonials. Because my thing is, when you, when, you know, like we had, this is the funniest thing ever, we had a documentary on our football team this year called The Blueprint. And we just had a, we had a camera person follow us around, and they just caught people, 
and raw emotion. Like they caught me and Matt going off on each other when we played Shaw. And, you know, and people were cracking up when they saw it because they said, man, this is just real. You know, this is what happens on game day. I mean, Matt gets animated. We, when we were going back and forth arguing about something, I don't even remember what it was. But when you, when you coaches, man, videotape your player giving a testimony, what this means to them. I said, because when, it, when, it, when it's just caught in live action, it's, it's all the way authentic and real. And that's one thing that Ryan's going to be doing. He's going to be going around to the different uh, sites and just videotaping different things and just putting it out there so people can see. Because, you know, you, to see it is to believe it. I, I guess I'll finish this, this statement with this. My dad, who's 75 years old, is coach on our football team. He's assistant offensive line coach. And he came out to my school in Painesville and talked about his experience in a freedom ride. When he got hit with a billy club, he still has a scar on his leg, where he got his face smashed into some pancakes on the desk and dragged out and thrown into jail. And he shared that testimony, and it brought the, the, the staff to tears. And, I mean, you know, it's, it's still traumatic for him. But when you hear that testimonial, it makes you recognize that, hey, you know, we've got to say something. I'm going to try and get him out. And he just had surgery. But I'm going to try and get him out to one of the sites and talk about his experience because these testimonials from white kids, black kids, Mexican kids, Christian kids, Muslim kids, Jewish kids. When the testimonies get out, people are going to sit there and say, man, we are really alike. I mean, you know, it's like the egg. You crack the egg, the yolk comes out. If you cut me, I bleed. My blood is red. It's not like, you know, a white man bleeds green, a, a Muslim man bleeds blue. You know, I think that's what we really have to get to. We, it has to be a message of love. And, you know, we, we, get, we get such great relationships built through football and sport. And on a side note, I've had two ultimate Frisbee teams that want to get involved. I don't even know how to pair them up. And I'm, I'm starting to get basketball coaches that want to get involved. And, and I think if we've encouraged people of all sports, join, join our challenge and we'll figure it out. Bring these kids together. And so we can, you know, end stereotyping and on, on all ends, I, I guess is our, our, our biggest mission. Well, the testimonial part, I think is so important here as, as teams do this, to be able to hear from all the kids involved, the coaches involved, how this has impacted them, for you guys to be able to share your stories. I mean, your those those tough ones to talk about, how you've been made to feel in those different situations that you guys have brought up, and to find a new direction for all of this, because I think everybody wants to see that change and uh, just an incredible opportunity. So you know, we are in a time where we can capture all those things and share those things and they can make an impact with the outside world, outside of our programs through social media as well. So I would encourage everybody who's doing this to make sure that you do capture those things, that you you let these kids speak and, and be leaders in this as well, because that's what we need at this time is, is the leadership. I'm going to ask this question just to, to tie things up for both of you. Coach Stevens, uh, I'll have you go first here, but you know, as you look at this opportunity, as well as uh, the, the challenge we face, what is the message you have the coaches here and how we can do a better job in being leaders our, in our community and uh, bringing people together? Well, I think the message that I hope everyone can grab a hold of is let's just listen to each other's perspective. Let's hear each other out. And more importantly, as Coach Hicks mentioned earlier, let's just talk about how similar we are as we continue to navigate forward. You know, it's funny because 
you know, I think about some of the kids that, that we've coached and some of the kids that, that train with me. And uh, even this morning, I had a, a workout session at seven this morning and it was, you know, uh, young people from two different races and they're making fun of the music that I was playing, you know, and they wanted to listen to some more hardcore hip hop music. And, you know, one happened to be white and, and the other two young ladies happened to be black. And, and I just had to chuckle because again, you know, it, it's just another example of how similar we really are when it comes down to it. So I'm just hoping that, you know, the, the other coaches that uh, get involved uh, can just kind of see the similarities and, and more importantly, let's just hear each other's perspective. And then as, as, as people, let's get better, period. Let's get better and let's lead the charge moving forward. That's a tough act to follow. I just think ultimately let's just work beyond the football field and try and change our communities. I think that, you know, a message I give everybody is just get to know somebody. When you get to know them, you'll probably, you know, you know I guess that's the, the, a bullying initiative. When you know the kid, it's hard to treat someone bad that you know. It's really hard. It's really, really difficult to treat a kid badly or treat a person badly that you know. And if you know people, you're not going to treat them bad. And I think the more kids know each other, the more adults know each other, it makes it hard to treat people bad. And I think that's just the biggest way you build the bridge. Guys, thank you again for your leadership, for putting this out there for coaches. I hope coaches out here who are listening, take this to your head coach, take it to your communities, do everything you can to get involved in this way because we can be leaders. Even, even though we're football coaches, we can be leaders in this world and it's an opportunity for us to take what we've already done a good job with leading in our programs and extend it out to our communities and, and make this movement bigger. So again, thank you to both of you guys. Uh, before we leave, I want to make sure our listeners can get in touch as well as hear how they might be able to follow this, especially as you get those resources, those videos up. Well, if you're interested in joining, you can either email myself, Kahari Hicks, at yahoo.com or you can email coach creel d creel4 at gmail.com if you're interested in participating if you want to do that if you want to follow us on twitter on the hash the uh the twitter handle for the uh build the bridge is build bridge 2020 so it's build bridge 2020 and that's really where we're going to start directing most of our information from myself mac other coaches, uh, Coach Creel will retweet the stuff. But you know, a lot of it, like the big, the big pairing uh, reveal is going to come out via build our, our build bridge Twitter handle, and it just give you all the information you need if you want to get involved. Like I said, you know, no matter how you want to get involved, if you want to create a proclamation for your community for diversity, if you want to, you know, come in and speak. I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lining up. I'm trying to line up an ex-Holocaust survivor. I've had some um, some professional athletes that have agreed to speak. And so whatever, whatever, however you want to uh, participate, just email myself or Coach Creel and we can kind of, um, you know, guide you to what we need. And a, a shout out to Damian Creel as well. You've been mentioned a couple times on the show, so thank you for your involvement as well. As well as a lot of the guys who I've seen on, on Twitter getting on board with this. Too many to name now, which is a good thing on the show, but I'm hoping to see this grow. And, and of course, anything we can do here, we're willing to help. So thank you both of you guys and thanks for taking the time today.
Thanks, Coach. Thank you so much. Be 